Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is DnD.scp Anomalous Acquisitions Evaluation and Ruleset, published by Affire on February 22, 2022, on Less Wrong. This is a follow-up to last week's DnD Sci scenario. If you intend to play that and haven't done so yet, you should do so now before spoiling yourself. A web interactive to test your solution is available here. This also presents the thrilling conclusion to the story, with a wide variety of skillfully written endings depending on your actions. Maybe. 5. And on your luck. Full generation code is also available here if you are interested, or you can read on and find out. Rule set. An SCP object has a value and a danger. When an object is successfully stolen, the Marshall Carter and Dark security teams attempt to reduce its costs, while MC and D sales teams attempt to maximize revenue gained. Revenue gain starts at a baseline of dollar to um, value squared. This is multiplied by, 3 plus 1 d 6 slash 6 depending on performance of sales team. Costs start at a baseline of dollar to um, danger squared. This is multiplied by, 9 1 d 6 slash 6 depending on performance of security team. Profit is equal to revenue minus costs. Overall, an object whose value equals its danger will average a slight profit. Objects with value greater than danger will tend to generate profits, while those with danger greater than value will tend to generate losses. The squaring of value and danger means that for example value 6 danger 5 is much more profitable than value 1 danger 0, with a baseline of $72 mm revenue and $50 mm costs being much better than a baseline of $2 mm revenue and $0 costs. You have very good insight into the danger of an object via the SCP Foundation's classifications. Any object with danger 5 plus is classified as Keter. Any object with danger 3 to 4 is classified as Euclid. Any object with danger 0 to 2 is classified as safe. There was low-hanging fruit available in preferentially targeting safe objects, though this was not always optimal. The more difficult problem was figuring out how to use tags to identify objects with high value. However, there were also two anomalies hidden in the dataset, SCPs that broke the usual rules. If you fed the data into a machine learning program without sanity checking it first, cough, these may have shot you in the foot. Anomalies. Two SCPs in the dataset were anomalous, they did not operate under the same rules as the rest of the data, and instead existed as horrible tricks to sabotage people who did not sanity check their data. SCP-1182 is an infohazardous object. All data pertaining to it is corrupted, taking on false values. Rows for this object showed up with a random other date, a random other SCP object's ID, a random location other than its actual location of site 2, a random classification other than its actual classification of Keter, so safe or Euclid at random. All flags set incorrectly, listing it as having every property except for infohazardous. If no team was sent, a random team will be listed as having been sent, if a team was sent, a random other team or none will be listed. Since the object has never been stolen, in part because any team sent to retrieve it went to the wrong place, the correct value in the profit column is always zero, this will be replaced with a random non-zero profit value. SCP-537 is a very loyal robot dog. It imprints on its owner, currently Foundation Senior Researcher Valdez on Site 2. When its owner calls to it, it returns to them, regardless of its current location, whether it is constrained, or even whether it has been disassembled or destroyed. The SCP Foundation is aware of this ability, and uses it to their advantage, they conceal its precise ability, but ensure that potential thieves are aware of it. MC&D has stolen it half a dozen times under different heads of acquisitions, and every time it has returned itself, leaving MC&D with zero profit. 
Dataset. The remainder of the dataset was generated according to a consistent ruleset. The central theme of this dataset was Bayesian inference. There are four possible sources for anomalous objects. SCP sources. Creators, for example Dr. Wondertainment produce anomalous objects to accomplish something. These objects are designed to be useful, and while they may be dangerous the danger is a side effect of a desired function. An SCP object produced by a creator rolls 1d5 and 1d3. The 1d5 result is its danger. The sum of both results is its value. This means that SCP objects produced by creators will always be valuable, and will be more valuable the more dangerous they are, since value 7 danger 5 is better than value 3 danger 1. Spacetime shenanigans, for example objects that have fallen through time portals from future or parallel universes, are valuable as mechanisms that can be worked with and sometimes even reverse engineered. An SCP object resulting from spacetime shenanigans rolls 1d6 for its danger, and has a constant value of 5. This means that SCP objects resulting from spacetime shenanigans will usually be profitable, and more so the less dangerous they are. An art objects are produced by anomalous artists who create curiosities. In most cases these are neither particularly dangerous nor particularly valuable, they're created by people who are trying to make something artistic, not something useful. An SCP object resulting from an artist rolls 12d6. Its value is equal to the number of 6s rolled and its danger is equal to the number of 1s rolled. This means that SCP and art objects are usually not very valuable, though low danger ones are usually slightly profitable. An SCP object produced by a villain rolls 1d4 and 1d5. The 1d4 result is its value. The sum of both results is its danger. This means that SCP objects produced by villains are never a good idea to pursue. Expected profit from an object based on source and classification. Creator. Spacetime. Anart. Villain. Safe $24.0 M$49.6 M$9.8 M$5.2 Muclid $44.4 M$31.3 M$10.9 M$15.9 Cutter $61.8 M$1.7 M$44.7 M$58.5 M. Your overall goal, therefore, is to identify and pursue creator-made objects, especially high-danger, and spacetime-made objects, especially low-danger, while trying to avoid anar and especially villain-sourced objects. Tags. Tags are not directly relevant to value or danger. Instead, tags are informative about value and danger by being informative about source. Different sources have different probabilities of exhibiting a given tag. Tag creators spacetime and artists villains humanoid 40% 10% 1% 10% info hazardous 20% 20% 40% 10% location 15% 1% 50% 10% organic 50% 1% 10% 15% predatory 15% 5% 5% mechanical 1% 60% 10% 20% mobile 50% 40% 5% 40% cating 1% 20% 5% 30% virtual 5% percent 40%, 30%, 1%. For a given source, tags are independent of one another, with the exception of humanoid and location, which are mutually exclusive. A full analysis of what tags imply what is quite deep. A few sample things to point out. Predatory is generally a bad tag to see. Organic and mechanical are both good tags in isolation, with organic tending to mean something that came from a creator and mechanical tending to mean something that came from space-time. However, organic and mechanical together are quite bad, as creators very rarely make mechanical things and spacetime very rarely produces organic things, this tends to mean something that has both those traits came from a villain. Virtual objects very rarely come from villains, and usually come from either spacetime or anart.
This means that low-danger virtual objects are usually pretty good bets. Mobile is strong evidence against NART. This is good to see if you have for example a virtual object, which you're already fairly sure is either space-time or NART. It's pretty much meaningless if you're trying to figure out whether a predatory organic humanoid, already extremely unlikely to be NART, is from a villain or a creator. Tags also had a secondary effect on retrieval teams. Location SCPs cannot be stolen by infiltration teams, your infiltration teams are not Carmen Sandiego. Humanoid SCPs cannot be stolen by legal teams, even if MC and D could convince a court to assign them title to a person and compel the foundation to hand them over, the PR risk would be too high, and your lawyers will not do it. Virtual SCPs cannot be stolen by paramilitary teams, even if you run off with the computers, foundation data security and backup tech is very reliable and your paramilitary operatives are not trained to work around it. Your predecessors knew the first two of these things, and did not send infiltration teams after locations or legal teams after humanoids. They did not know the third, and frequently sent paramilitary teams to fail in retrieving virtual SCPs. Edited to add, aside from their dependence on tags, your predecessors' actions were almost entirely random, sending two teams of each type plus one to five additional random teams, 1D3 at first, up to 1D4 in 1950 and 1D5 in 2000, to target random SCP objects. Locations. There were six sites in-game. Site 1 is Foundation Overall Administration and Headquarters. SCP objects are not stored there. There is no Site 5. You are not cleared to know what happened to Site 5. Do not inquire further. BVGJI on Craig GBLBH. These had a relationship with sources. Creators operate mostly in Europe and Asia, Site 4, Moscow and Site 6, Geneva. Creator-made objects are twice as likely to appear here as in other areas. The Anart scene is most active around Site 2, Washington DC and Site 7, Shanghai. Anart-made objects are twice as likely to appear here as in other areas. Spacetime shenanigans tend to happen most near the equatorial portal zone, near Site 3, Kinshasa and Site 8, Tehran. Spacetime sourced objects are twice as likely to appear here as in other areas. They also had a modest effect on retrieval teams. Paramilitary teams work best in regions lacking a strong and protective centralized governance with an effective monopoly on force. They have, when dealing with non-virtual objects a 90% success rate near Kinshasa and Tehran, a 60% success rate the rest of the time. Legal teams work best in regions with a governance that is maximally responsive to MC and D's influence. They have, when dealing with non-humanoid objects a 90% success rate near Shanghai and Moscow, a 60% success rate the rest of the time. Infiltration teams have cultivated contacts in the areas where other teams function less well. They have, when dealing with non-location objects a 90% success rate near Geneva and Washington DC, a 60% success rate the rest of the time. Strategy. With a theoretical perfect understanding of how the system works, optimal strategy is to use Bayesian inference on tags, locations, and classification to predict which sources are likely for any given object. Attempt to steal preferentially high-danger objects produced by creators, and low-danger objects produced by space-time. If attempting to minimize profit, instead attempt to steal high-danger objects produced by villains. Send the correct team type to each object. The SCP objects you had access to, their source probabilities with evidence taken into account, and the resulting expected profits, were. SCP, classification creators villains and artists space-time expected profit if stolen, $MM SCP 2797, Keter 93.44%, 6.39%, 0.02%, 0.14%, 54.0 SCP 3273, 
safe Keter 82.10%14.98%2.89%0.03%40.7SCP3668 Keter 80.97%18.69%0.15%0.19%39.1 SCP-5117, Euclid 87.74%7.74%3.98%0.54%37.4 SCP-2719, Euclid 81.02%12.06%6.55%0.37%33.4 SCP-5087. Euclid 76.73%4.28%18.97%0.01%31.3 .01 SCP-2325, Euclid 74.73%15.76%8.75%0.76%29.9 SCP-4957, Safe 66.79% 7.34% 5.92% 19.94% 26.4% 1080 SCP-2250 SCP-4131-Euclid-57.88%35.13%1.76%5.23%21.5SCP-4027-Euclid-1.66%23.07%0.70%74.57%20.3SCP-3339. Safe 68.94%4.01%25.80%1.25%19.5SCP-3597, Safe 30.33%5.00%51.08%13.58%18.8SCP-4271, 
Safe 30.33%5.00%51.08%13.58%18.8 SCP-3699, Safe 63.14%0.69%36.16%9.62727870312424-4E0518.7SCP-3850. Safe 63.14%0.69%36.16%9.627278703124244E0518.7 SCP-2942. Euclid 0.24%3.25%29.17%67.35%17.5 SCP-4390. Safe 1.49%0.09%81.55%16.87%16.7 SCP-1466, Euclid 41.30%42.79%1.69%14.23%15.8 SCP-4709, Safe 11.16%3.68%75.17%9.99%14.8 SCP-5136, Safe 24.60%0.24%75.15%0.02%13.3 SCP-4625. Safe 22.76%6.84%69.99%0.41%12.2 SCP-2122. Safe 2.32%0.03%97.21%0.44%10.3 SCP-4370. Safe 0.22%2.348960832571748E0599.69%0.09% 9.9 SCP-3656, Keter 45.94%40.07%0.02%13.97%4.7 SCP-2883, Euclid 9.60%7.20%74.47%8.73%2.3 SCP-4565, Keter 0.46%1.42%0.17%97.95%2.3 SCP-4579, Keter 5.63%6.71%1.78%85.87%2.7 SCP-4550, Euclid 14.10%1.98%83.70%0.22%3.1 SCP-1785. Euclid 3.99%1.12%94.76%0.12%8.7 SCP-4222. Keter 3.16%5.64%18.99%72.21%11.1 SCP-2699. Euclid 1.08%94.06%1.22%3.63%13.5 SCP-4412, Keter 0.20%29.98%0.04%69.78%18.6 SCP-2898, Keter 0.05%45.01%1.25639229487502660554947.2 SCP-4424, Keter 2.21%47.78%0.02%49.98.27.4 SCP-2964. Keter 1.48%48.01%0.28%50.23%28.1 SCP-2603, Keter 14.84%69.03%2.74%13.39%32.6 SCP-5058. 
Keter 14.84%, 69.03%, 2.74%, Ketter3.88.96%0.87%10.05%52.2SCP3257%0.05%7.69%54.1SCP4654.1SCP4654.1SCP4654.1SCP4654.1SCP4654.1SCP4654.1SCP4654.1SCP4654.1SCP4654.
Euclid 74.73% 15.76% 8.75% 0.76%.29.9SCP-4957 Safe 66.79% 7.34%5.92%19.94%26.1SCP-1282 Euclid 0.10% 0.17%16.84%82.89%24.1SCP-2628 Ketter 66.12%28.84%0.01%5.03%23.9 SCP-3212. Safe 96.87%1.88%0.95%0.29%23.4 SCP-2253. Safe 89.18%6.70%0.11%4.02%23.1 SCP-1970. Euclid 61.35%18.26%19.82%0.56%22.3SCP-1720, safe 15.41%5.08%51.90%27.61%22.2SCP-4931. Euclid 57.88%.35.13%1.76%5.23%21.5SCP-4027. Euclid 1.66%.23.07%0.70%.74.57.20.3 SCP-3339 Safe 68.94%.01%.25.80%.1.25%.19.5 SCP-3597 Safe 30.33%.5.00%.51.08%.13.58%.18.8 SCP-4271 Safe 30.33%.5.00%.51.08%.13.58%.18.8SCP-3699. Safe 63.14%.0.69%.36.16%.9.62727870312424424E0518.7 SCP-3850. Safe 63.14%.0.69%.36.16%.9.62727870312424E0518.7 SCP-2942. Euclid 0.24%.3.25%.29.17%.67.35%.17.5 SCP-4390. Safe 1.49%.0.09%.81.55%.16.87%.16.7 SCP-1466, Euclid 41.30%.42.79%.1.69%.14.23%.15.8 SCP-4709, Safe 11.16%.3.68%.75.17.9.99%.14.8 SCP-5136, Safe 24.60%.0.24%.75.15%.0.02%.13.3 SCP-4625, Safe 22.76%.84%.69.99%.0.41%.12.2 SCP-2122, Safe 2.32%.03%.97.21%.0.44%.10.3 SCP-4370. Safe 0.22%2.34896083257174 8E0599.69% 0.09% 9.9SCP3656 Keter 45.94%40.07% 0.02% 13.97% 4.7SCP2883 
Euclid 9.60%, 7.20%, 74.47%, 8.73%, 2.3SCP-4565, Keter 0.46%, 1.42%, 0.17%, 97.95%, 2.3SCP-4579, Keter 5.63%, 6.71%, 1.78%, 85.87%, 2.7SCP-4550, Euclid 14.10%, 1.98%, 83.70%, 0.22%, 3.1SCP-1785, Euclid 3.16%, 5.64%, 18.99%, Ketter14.84%,69.03%,2.74%,13.39%,32.6SCP50.58,Ketter11.84%,73.45%,0.46%,14.25%,36.1SCP26,26,Ketter11.48%,86.43%,0.03%,2.06%,43.5SCP1838
the best targets are those where we can get a 90% success rate. SCP-2797 is not actually our best target, as it is located in Shanghai, where we would ordinarily want to send a legal team for a 90% success rate, but is humanoid, so we need to send a different team and accept a 60% success rate. It's still in our top 9 targets, though. One example of an optimal strategy to maximize profit is to send infiltration teams to retrieve SCP-3668, SCP-2719 and SCP-4449. Legal teams to retrieve SCP-4004, SCP-5117 and SCP-3273. Paramilitary teams to retrieve SCP-3440, SCP-2797 and SCP-3936. One example of an optimal strategy to minimize profit is to send infiltration teams to retrieve SCP-3781, SCP-2603 and SCP-4036. Legal teams to retrieve SCP-4654, SCP-3279 and SCP-2178. Paramilitary teams to retrieve SCP-3577, SCP-1838 and SCP-2116. Leaderboard. Player expected profit optimal play, max $291 May Srinivasan, max $169.50 MM measure, max $155.90 MM Young $151.4 Mabstract Taplik $146.9 MM Pablo Repetto $143.2 MM Random Play, Safe SCPs only $104.10 mm entirely random play $15.0 mm random play, Keter SCPs only $113.60 Min Srinivasan, Min minus $290.30 mm measure, Min minus $323.90 mm optimal play, Min minus $358 mm. If you're interested in looking in more detail, you can add lines like the following into the code and run it. Print evaluating max payoff plan. Evaluate underscore strategy my world, infill equals 3668, 2719, 4449, legal equals 4004, 5117, 3273, paramil equals 3440, 2797, 3936. Most players pursuing high profits avoided Keter objects. Guy Srinivasan's max payoff plan, the most successful one, pursued 5 safe, 4 Euclid and 0 Keter objects. Most extremely, Abstract Taplik and Pablo Repetto pursued 8 safe, 1 Euclid and 0 Keter. While this approach was less risky if you couldn't distinguish good Keter objects from bad ones, it was not the highest payoff approach, Optimal Play in fact pursued 3 safe, 3 Euclid and 3 Keter objects, because the payoff from Keter creator objects is the highest available, and several Keter SCPs can be fairly reliably identified as coming from creators. Nevertheless, I support players who made this decision. It's valuable to know what parts of a problem you can optimize at your current level of understanding and what parts to leave alone. If you don't think you can distinguish good from bad objects at higher danger levels, trying to do that just risks shooting yourself in the foot. Feedback request. As usual, I'm interested in feedback. If you played the scenario, what did you like and what did you not like? If you might have played but in the end did not, what drove you away? Is the timeline too long too short just right? Is the underlying data structure too complicated to approach? Or too simple to feel realistic? Or both at once? Thanks again to Simon for the scenario idea, although he seems to have missed the scenario itself, and to Abstract Taplik for feedback on a draft, and thank you all for playing. 
Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.